Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission. On this episode, we have a conversation with New Missions partners, Donnie and Hope Worley. They're living life on mission in their neighborhood. You'll hear the story of how they've been inviting neighbors to activities and events in their cul-de-sac, and now these are opening up doors for relationships and for gospel-centric conversations. Let's enjoy this conversation with Donnie and Hope Worley. It's good to be here today with Donnie and Hope Worley. We're actually in Deland, Florida at a coffee shop and enjoying a conversation about neighboring. What a great place to talk about community. Thanks for being with me. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. Now, I've known you all for some years. We'll go to our story in a little bit, but I want to dive into how you and your family have begun living life on mission in your neighborhood because our podcast is dedicated to helping you live life on mission, and we believe your mission field's right where you are and wherever you go. But in your neighborhood, you all took a journey of reaching out to other neighbors, homes, families, and inviting them to gather. What took place and, and why? We have a couple of neighbors, you know, not close by that uh, we talked to and became familiar with. But it was our cul-de-sac. We live on a cul-de-sac where, you know, there's quite a few families there that uh, we just never have gotten close to. So it was a thought that uh, we could just have like a, a night where we just take the fire pit out in front of the house and do s'mores just to get the, the, all the people in the cul-de-sac together just to get to know each other because we have two families that have just moved in okay. within the last, what, two, three months? Yeah. And one of them we haven't even really got to talk to that much yet. But the next-door neighbors and the neighbors up the street really enjoyed the fact that uh, they got to connect with everybody in the cul-de-sac. So then how did you all begin making these invitations to neighbors, and what prompted the idea? It was during the holiday season, actually, and it was a little chilly, so we were going to do a fire pit anyway. And then we just decided to maybe see if anybody would like to join us. We did it one night, and I kind of just randomly sent messages to the neighbors, instant messenger kind of thing. And a couple of them saw it after the fact, and they were so disappointed that they didn't get to come. So then we said, okay, well, we'll do it again. We'll be intentional this time, and we'll do it, you know, set it up. That's what I did. I just reached out to every one of them. There were two of them. I didn't have their information, so I just went and knocked on their door and just, you know, told them, hey, we live right there. We're doing this kind of gathering. If you'd like to come and hang out, we'd love you to come. And no obligation, just we're, this is what we're doing, and you're welcome. In my mind, I'm a planner, so I was trying to get everything, you know, in my mind all set up perfectly or whatever. Sure. yeah. It was windy and things were flying everywhere and, you know, but we just, we picked it up and just sat around and had fun anyway and it was just one of the greatest things. You had some people who were kind of curious and so they came just for a little bit and then they kind of left and then they kind of came back and so. Kind of like an open house. It was just awesome. It turned out really, really great. So now how long have you all lived in this neighborhood? We've been there, what, 15 years now yeah we built in 2004 yes and was this like the first intentional gathering where you reached out to neighbors and said come meet up at our place it is we've had the idea for about what maybe four or five years now yeah but it's the first time we've ever made an effort to do it Mm -hmm. and uh we're the only original people that moved in okay Uh, everybody else is uh, second or third owners of the house and so now since you've done this what is the I would call the vibe or the sense of neighbors seeing you post 
s'mores night or gathering at the fire pit, when they see you, how do they react? How do they engage? Well, that is very interesting because they have attempted to do like an HOA-sponsored event for our whole neighborhood. And no, it seems like no one wants to volunteer, no one wants to participate because they, you know, they just want to come for the fun kind of thing. And so some of those neighbors who saw us post about what happened in our cul-de-sac we're like, oh, well, hey, we want to be a part of that, you know? They don't want to miss um, so out. it's really sparked an interest and created intrigue, and they just want to know what's going on and why, you know, why we're so different in that cul de sac, I guess. So, since that time, our neighbors across the street, they're, they're Brazilian and they're very neighbor oriented anyway, and they always help everybody in the cul de sac with any chores they have around the yard. Mm-hmm. We decided since then. We had our cul-de-sac cookout. Cool. Everybody participated, and we had people that were in the neighborhood that were driving by the cul-de-sac actually slow down and yes. stop, and they're like, what's going on in the wow. cul-de-sac? And then drive off. The Brazilian neighbors across the street, they are awesome, and they help everybody, and it's drawn our everybody together even more. That's tremendous. We received an invitation from them to spend New Year's Eve with them. Really, from your neighbors across the street? From our neighbors across the street. And that is something we've never done before either. And so it was interesting because we showed up and we all helped to put together the food. And they shared where they're from and their experiences, life experiences. It was one of the most enriching times that I've had personally in a long time. That all came out of just this initiative. Seems like it's becoming contagious for you all where other neighbors are now observing there's really not as much fear right. involved as you thought. Mm-hmm. Since you made the invite, people come over and then they go, wouldn't mind doing something again. And other neighbors are wanting to do something. You all know scripturally, Jesus made it the second greatest commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. How do you both feel as your family, this is becoming really a teachable moment in your own home, in your life, spiritually? We have a daughter that uh, participated in this. Okay. And... Um, she really enjoyed it. Even going over to our neighbors across the street for New Year's Eve and even in the cookout we had, there are two very small children in, in separate families. One's like 18 months, one's two years old. Yeah. She had the most fun just playing with them, even talking about babysitting for the neighbors now. And she wants to take some classes in babysitting so that she can do that. What a great way to serve your neighborhood. And to your point, though, it's modeling for her what life in Christ is supposed to look like. Right. You have community together. Right. That's beautiful. So you're living life on mission right where you are. Technically, congratulations. Your neighborhood is now your mission field. (laughs) And um, we thank you at New Missions. We know that you're obviously great partners and believers in what God's doing through New Missions overseas. But in a way, you you have a new passport (laughs) and it takes you across the street. Do you have any hopes and prayers for your neighborhood moving forward? I think more than anything, just to be able to live out who Jesus calls us to be to one another, that they might be interested in him too, that they can see that loving Jesus is not just religion and it's not just going to church or all of the things a Christian is supposed to do, but it's it's being the hands and feet of Jesus to one another, practically speaking, from people who love one another. It's action. You know? Yeah, action. That's great. Action. And so, Donnie, from your perspective, what do you think will happen next maybe for some other neighbors moving forward? Will there be some other areas, other cul-de-sacs that may adopt what you all have modeled? 
Yeah, that's possible. And we may even uh, get some visitors from some other cul-de-sacs mm-hmm. and some events that we plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already decided that we're going to do more cookouts mm-hmm. this spring, this summer, just within our cul-de-sac. So there could be possible invitations or even other cul-de-sac uh, parties springing up. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, it's encouraging to hear and want to just help encourage you both with the proximity of your mission work in your neighborhood. We have seen overseas that it takes proximity to make a difference. You know, plant a church in a local village, have a school alongside that church. But now we've been in your neighborhood. The neighbors aren't afraid to call Hope and Donnie and say, hey, we need help with something. Can you show up? Do you think personally for both of you, it's now a sense of calling? Do you have a sense of personal mission with this? Anything deeper you'd want to share with us before we go? Other than the initial desire to kind of get the neighborhoods, the just the close-by neighbors together, I haven't really thought about it. Have you? For me, I think it's availability, you know, just making myself available for neighbors on a day-to-day basis. There's so many things that we all walk through that we could lend a hand with. Sure. Um, and I think the sense of belonging and the sense of community by extending yourself and being available every single day, I think mm. that that brings a stability and it brings a comfort level as well. Maybe that will help to deepen some of the relationships that we have. Sure. Well, if you think about it, we've become such a, a backyard or back porch society where we used to be a front porch society. Anybody walking by, you would talk to them and be friends with. Yeah, sure. And we've become so secluded in our own homes yes. that it's hard to be neighbors and by bringing people out in the front yard, take their masks off, and then you start to see who the people really are. And they begin to see, you know, this is what we used to do back home when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. They're happy about it, happy to get out there. Our next-door neighbors actually said that. What a great way to begin building trust again in community and be the good neighbor, but also be somebody who exemplifies the love of God in your community. So mm-hmm. well done and congratulations. Look forward to staying in touch with the journey. Thank you. Appreciate you all sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Hope. Thanks, Donnie. Thank you. Thank you. The conversation with Donnie and Hope today reminds me of the priority of loving our neighbors. We can make where we live our mission field by getting to know our neighbors, by inviting them to join us for a meal or something fun. And right where we are can be the place that we live life on mission. Join us at newmissions.org forward slash news for additional articles and resources to help you reach your neighbors. That's newmissions.org forward slash news. Until next time, remember to live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go.